2: I just slipped so far.
0: HopeNet Radio. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the host of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave.
3: Hey, welcome to the show where conversations save lives. It's HopeNet Radio with Jeff and DW, your host tonight. Thanks for joining us on the show this Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to you moms out there. And uh, join the Ooh. conversation with us. I know you've probably had your fill of stuff. Hopefully you moms are just relaxing tonight and not doing anything strenuous. Uh, we're going to talk more about moms and all that stuff on the show tonight. It's going to be a good show. And we're not going to talk about your mom, but we're going to talk about moms. And so Jeff D.W., your host yeah. tonight, Kyle and Todd in studio with us. It just seems like these guys never leave. It's incredible. Hello. So, uh, no, we're glad that they're in with us tonight. <laughs>
4: Is Todd really here this week?
2: Yeah, I'm here this week. All right. Right here, alive and
5: He made
4: his, his cameo flesh. last week. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> so you can
3: connect with us anytime on the conversation. Email us at hope at hopenet360.com or jump on Facebook and Twitter at hopenet360.
2: That's where it's all at tonight. So tonight, D.W., how you guys doing? Good. It's been a good week, I think. I'm just ready for the summer to come. So ready. Is
4: there going to be a summer, honestly?
2: Well, <clears throat> yeah, we were talking about that be- before we started, how months don't really mean anything in Wisconsin. They
4: don't exist. You know what I heard? I heard the tree leaves are going to come out already red and yellow and orange.
2: <laughs> ready just to, f- to I fall. Yeah, ready to just fall and yeah. start
4: this thing over again. I heard a rumor oh, no. that there was
5: going to be no summer.
4: Yeah, that no. that's what I mean. The, yeah. the leaves are coming out colored and they're going to fall and we're going to go right back into winter.
3: <laughs> well, that It did snow like the other day. Kyle, yeah. did you buy like a knockoff farmer's almanac
5: or something? <laughs> You know what? Um, I'm my own personal farmer's almanac. Oh. I did. Hear... I can sense the weather. Where do you have a button? I
2: did hear that somebody read. I in can a just feel it. Farmer's oh. almanac. I did hear that somebody read in the farmer's almanac that um, April was supposed to be our warmest month, but I believe that as false, not true. Really, April's April our warmest
4: was... month. What? April was like the fifth coldest April in history. Yeah, basically. I know.
2: <laughs> I know. But then my mom said she read in a different farmer's almanac that uh, for every day that we had below zero we were supposed to have a day above 90 in the summer well that's like that's like most of the summer
3: that's like two extremes how does that
2: happen i don't don't know know. but since we're talking about climate change
4: is there a a farmer's (laughs) wife
2: Almanac, yeah, right. <laughs> it there should be, there should be. That would be appropriate. Yeah, and it would probably today. always be right. Yeah, that's it, the problem. Yeah, so the farmer be, burnt it years be, ago.
5: It would be telling. It'd be telling the farmer's almanac that it's always wrong. It'd be like the exact opposite of what the farmer's almanac is. <laughs> All right,
4: you aren't married yet, are you? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it.
5: Contradicting.
4: Yeah, you're Contradicting. not married yet. There's, that was a statement made by a single man.
3: Uh, anyway, I want to give a shout out to my mom <laughs> and my wife. My mom, Kathy, and my wife, Maria, they are two fantastic moms. They are definitely moms. Also, my mother-in-law is also a very fantastic mother as well, Pam. Hi to you guys. Shout-outs to moms tonight. Happy
5: Mother's Day, Mom. That's to you, Mom. Happy Happy Mother's Day, Mom. You're the best. I miss you. I love you. can't wait to see you.
3: And tonight, (laughs) joining us in studio, we do have a mom. I want to welcome Sandy to the show. She is a mother Of how many, Sandy? Introduce yourself a little bit.
1: I am a mother to three biological children and one foreign exchange student right now. Nice. Uh, All of them are teens. Well, I lied. One of them is older than that. (laughs) (laughs) But see, that's part of what happens when you get older. You just start forgetting. And then you'll have to repeat stuff, too, because... And then I can't see, so... Oh, no. Yeah. Anyway...
3: (laughs) Sandy, we met through the, actually through the Franklin Graham outreach that came to Northeast Wisconsin a few years back. Yeah. I think that was our first time working together and just
1: connecting. And what else do you do? Actually, I work from home. I do web design and development. I do um, graphic arts. I do some creative um, things with social media, using that to promote people's websites through a circle of content management. And so... Um, I get to do things at home like laundry in the meantime. Nice. <laughs> so when the load is done I get up and I go and do that. So anyway, it's, it's a good life. Cool.
3: Cool. And you're married?
1: I'm married 25 years to my high school sweetheart. So it's Andy and Sandy. Cool. And I said, oh wouldn't it be cool if we got some cats? And we did. So we named one Candy and the other one Mandy. And then <laughs> I said, oh my goodness. Oh, by the way, I have a twin brother named Randy. Um, <laughs> Wow! And so I said to That's my husband, "Whenever awesome. cool? you a Dr.
4: Seuss? <laughs> uh, like is Dr. Seuss part of your family?
1: Not, not so much. But hey, I said, hey, you know, why don't we name our kids like after us? And he's like, no, no. <laughs> so we didn't get to rhyme the he kids. He shut
4: names. that one down quick. <laughs> yep, he did. Grandpa <laughs> Seuss said no.
5: <laughs> That's so funny with Mandy and Sandy and Randy and Candy and Andy. <laughs> That would be dandy.
1: Well, I forgot to mention my parents had a dog. Its name was Brandy. It was uh, same. Brandy,
5: that's awesome. <laughs> all at one time. <laughs> Did you get awesome. confused with their names? Like, would you call? Oh yeah. Like I feel oh, like yeah. don't dogs like they only hear like the last three letters. So like I'm sure you called one of them and all of them e. thought that were you were calling them. E, could yeah. Could they like could they like tell?
1: Oh, I, I would imagine. And you know what's really <laughs> sad though is a mom. I actually call my kids by the animal's name
5: <laughs> yeah my mom does that too <laughs> has Love that ever happened to anyone <laughs> yeah my my dog's name is sweetness uh, after Walter Payton, and she calls me sweetness every once in a while oh and i feel goodness. like i feel pretty good after she does i'm like thanks mom and we only wow. have one pet
4: named skizik and i never did mistake my kids for skizik, <laughs> skizik? what yeah. is that
5: what, what, what kind of pet was it it's
4: a cat that only could be outdoors oh i don't like cats i don't either but she begged and we could have an She's outdoor cat, and we named it Skizik, and and actually it was a cool cat, but it's a it, cool cat. Well, it was. It, I mean, it's thing fought. We live at the edge of the national forest, and and this thing would take on everything and win until what? its last battle. What was its last battle? <laughs> it, sounds it like a the Narnia book. Fisher. It's a but it, it. was several years. I mean, this thing would meet me at the edge of the driveway because it lived outside and walk me up. It was like a guard cat. That's and awesome. Then, but it walked kind of sideways because most of its ribs were broken and things from the animals the fight. Is, was I mean, it, just it a lived in the room. It was a crazy cat. I mean, this thing—you cra- wouldn't want to yeah, mess long, with. It. Crazy I'm telling you, cat. you wouldn't want to mess with this cat. But <laughs> its name was Skeezik, and no, I never called my children Skeezik by mistake. <laughs> never. Oh my
1: gosh! Did you ever find out that your cat was actually a lynx?
4: No, <laughs> no. But I like breakfast. Uh, was lion? <laughs> is that how we get like sausage? <laughs> oh, okay all right Put your email to
2: Jeff
3: leave me alone so tonight let's talk about moms it is mom's Day happy Mother's Day and uh, Sandy happy Mother's Day to you thank you um thanks for being here tonight with us on the show high school sweetheart you talked about mm-hmm. share a little bit of your story how you met your husband uh, what life was like did you become a mom right away when did you become a mom all of these things.
1: Well, let me just say that when I was in high school, uh, well, actually, no, when I was in grade school, before I even met my husband, I always wanted to be a mom. I didn't think of anything else. I didn't think about a job. I didn't think about a career. I thought, that's it. That's what it means to be who I am, and that's to be a mom. So that's the weirdest thing about it. Being a mom has probably been the best Mother's Day gift ever. It's just being able to have kids and... um to know that you were a part of that and be a a vehicle for God to be using you for miracle and that kind of thing the The funny thing is is I met my husband in a yearbook, <laughs> <laughs> and I know that sounds really odd to some people, but it is true. My sister graduated with my husband, um, they were the same age, so I was a year behind them in school and my sister went to her freshman year she brought home between freshman and sophomore year, the yearbook, and she let me look through it, and I, of course, spied all of, you know, the cute-looking the cute guys boys, in the yeah. book. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so I'm like, who's this, who's this, who's this, and she's like, oh, that's so-and-so, and that's so-and-so, and, and I finally landed on the page where my husband's picture was, and, and I said, oh, my goodness, who is this? And I said it in my best 80s valley girl voice because that's what we did back then. Anyway, so I said, like, oh, my goodness, who is this? And she goes, oh, he's really quiet. You wouldn't like him. He's just, like, really, um, he's kind of a jock and he's kind of a farmer. And so I don't know. Yeah, you wouldn't like him. And I said, oh, you don't get it. This is the guy I am going to marry. This is him. And I'm telling you. This is a true story, because anybody who knows me and they'll know me now because they know this story <laughs> they'll know that this is true. I did point out my future husband, and you know what I thought I thought I had that that intuition, I thought I was you know predicting that this is who is going to be with, but now when I look back, it was God had planned this right then and there, you know when hmm. I looked at that yearbook, that was the day that I knew I met my husband, so we dated in high school. We went through some struggles as teens. Yeah, everybody goes through their struggles. All teens have stuff. And, you know, the thing is, you might think you're unique. You might think that, you know, you're the only one struggling with things. But the truth is, everybody has stuff. Yep. yep. And your stuff might be different than mine, but it doesn't matter. We're all struggling with stuff. Yep. So, um, anyway, we were going through our stuff. We ended up breaking up. And then we went out with other people. I would just sit, you know, at night crying about the fact that we broke up, and mm. I, I'm like, something's not right with this. Mm. If you mourn the loss of a relationship that much, that, you know, we need to be together. So. Yeah. Um, it wasn't until I graduated that we got back together again. I called him, by the way, just saying. Nice. Just saying. Nice, you're one um, of those. Hey, be assertive, ladies. <laughs> do not wait yeah. for people to come to you. If you know that you know, you're know you supposed to do a thing, go do it. Yep. So I, I called him, and we ended up dating. We we got engaged. We were engaged for about two years, and then we got married.
3: We're going to take a break here on the show. Remember, you can email us your questions to hope at hopenet360.com. Keep it locked in on Hopenet Radio.
0: Are you hurting? Stressed out? Need somebody to talk to? Chat with a live spiritual coach anytime at hopenet360.com. This is Hopenet Radio. Feel free to email the show hope at hopenet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave.
3: Welcome back to the show. Jeff and DW your hosts tonight. Make sure to connect with us at Hope at HopeNet360.com. Happy Mother's Day. It is Mother's Day. And we have a mom in studio with us tonight. Sandy is in hanging out with us on the show. Welcome, Sandy. Woo! Hello. Yeah. So, uh, so you met your high school sweetheart in a yearbook. Now this sounds like a Cinderella story of 2010. I mean, this is one of those where I think every every young girl looks in the yearbook. and's like, oh, he's so cute. I got that all the time.
4: So <laughs> it was just
3: it was one of those, Dave. Jeff, I don't know. I don't Jeff, think you
4: were that fortunate, were you, Dave? Jeff. Jeff. You got that all the time, really. Now listen, it's not just women because when I went to Wheaton College, they handed out the pictures. We used to call it the bird dog book. Bird dog. The bird dog book. Bird dog meant you were sitting looking at birds, which oh, is a yeah, yeah, yeah. code name. You're looking for up checking and away out from the all camera. the ladies. And, and so that's the whole book was called the Bird Dog Book. I mean, that's all <laughs> they did with it is, is check them out. So so women aren't the only ones doing that kind of thing. And uh, I'm wondering if Sandy is advocating that people should go to a yearbook and pick out a husband.
1: Yeah, I would skip online dating. I'd just go right to the yearbooks, go okay, to the well,
4: library. That's, there you that's go. a terrible
5: idea. Save you some money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. He to
4: finish your story because they can't stop at the yearbook.
1: Well,
3: I, I'm just thinking, my school pictures when they were taken, it was always the, it was never the perfect day to take a picture. <laughs> school picture day was never the perfect day to take a picture.
4: When is the perfect day, Jeff?
3: When I'm having a good hair day. When it's later in the day, probably after. I don't know. It. I don't know if there's a good day in school to take a picture. I it's really like don't. one
4: of
5: Newton's laws. though. Did
4: you hear about that guy? And I, I think it was California Barbershop. He put a, a picture of the like North Korean dictator, dictator, and, and he said, having a bad hair day? And all the North Korean yes. people were like protesting. Wow, <laughs> yeah, That was pretty funny. What? You can't have an opinion in this country anymore, I guess. Well, oh, man.
5: I'm glad I'm not in California. Yeah. It's getting new. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I think schools probably could just do away with school picture
3: day. Let's just go with the selfies and get a bunch of selfies. <laughs> have them submit their best selfie. And there you go. Yearbook is taken care of for the next 20 years. I don't know that to me, that seems logical.
5: Sophie.
4: And if you substitute elf in there would be an Elfie, Elfie. you'd
1: get your best shot.
3: (laughs) Sandy is in studio with us tonight. She was sharing about how she met your, you met your husband through a yearbook of all things. And so there's hope for that (laughs) uh, for sure. Uh, So talk a little bit about that. How was, how did that work out?
1: Well, I mentioned that I had uh, pointed him out in the yearbook and my sister and I were talking and I said, you know, this is the guy that I'm going to marry. And, she said, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> like, I'm sure. And what's really crazy about that is my first class um, that I was seated in study hall, we had um, usually all of our classes, people sat in the order of alphabet.
2: Mm. And I
1: was a W in the alphabet. So I was like, a really, you know, at the end of the room, in the back of the room, you know. Mm. By the time you figured out all the chairs, you know. But the funny thing is is they had randomly mixed up all of the alphabets, and he sat next to me hmm. in study hall my first year of school. So I was nervous yeah. just to sit next to him, and he had no idea that I had already spotted him in a yearbook and that I was going to marry him. <laughs> um, and, you know, it really kind of shattered my image of him when he would take the straws from the cafeteria and blow spitballs at me and hit me in the face. Oh,
5: that's what and, I'm talking he, about. Oh, and, now and then, he's like Dave's
3: amazing. got stories. Dave has stories of what he did to some of the the, the the girls that he was dating in his day.
5: Yeah, those are in the vault,
4: locked. But there there are moments in life where all people do things that they probably shouldn't have done. However,
5: some you know have what? more than I, others.
4: I, do, I I always had. I, I grew up in a Chicago public school, and and the girls would sit. You know, the desks were like bolted to the floor. And and girls would sit in front of you with this long hair and it would always be sweeping across my desk. I so desperately wanted to cut it all off. I mean, just take the scissors and just cut it all off. I never did, but I certainly thought about it. So we can be creepy when we're young.
3: That is that is very true. That's very true. So spitballs. So that was probably not the best pickup line you've ever heard.
1: No. And, in fact, uh, it's funny you should say that because I used to sit in front of my husband in mass media in that same year of high school, I not only had him in my study hall, but then a few hours later I had him in mass media and he would poke me in the back with a pencil Oh no. and you know, with the eraser part. And then I would turn around and then I'd get yelled at from the teacher because he exactly. was meddling with me all the time. So I knew then it was, it was love. It was, um,
3: that, that is a true sign of interest. <laughs> it is.
1: Because my mom used to say, you know, if, if they pick on you, it's because they like you. Uh-huh. And I, I, you know, I used to think that throwing snowballs at a girl was not always a, a sign of like, but hey, you know, sometimes that is, but, and that yeah. was good because it confirmed to me that, yeah, this might just happen. <laughs> this <laughs> might just <laughs> yeah. happen.
3: All right. So let's, let's fast forward a little bit here. So he eventually asked you out or did you ask him out?
1: No, I asked him out. Oh, okay. Um Called him up. Well, I actually know. No. It's always safe to ask a girlfriend first if he's going out with someone else.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, And
1: then she said, no, not that I know of. So I was thankful that she was right because she could have been wrong. Yeah. But I think at the time, because I was so driven to marry this guy, that I probably would have tried to date him anyway. <laughs> she found out for me that he was not dating anyone. So I, I said, oh, I got to give him a call. So I called him and, and we went out on a date. I think we went to a bowling alley and we bowled and then um it was like maybe you know 3 months later and we were engaged so
3: wow mhm and you, and this was you were how old at this point
1: i was um i was 20 years old i think i was uh 2 weeks before i turned 21 is when i got married so okay yeah
4: when we look backwards you're a mom now and you look backwards just like i do in my life and i think You know, back then I did these certain things, uh, by God's grace or whatever, they they worked out somewhat okay. What are the things actually in your life as you look back as a mom and say, you know what, this might have worked out, but but here's how I would have done that whole scenario different. Is there any of that in your head?
1: Actually, um, yeah. I strongly believe that um, parents or adults, mothers, fathers, a lot of major decisions are made without even praying about it and i think if i if i would be doing it differently i would seek his um advice i'd seek his wisdom and his guidance more than what i did um because i left to my own devices and my own woundedness i kind of made some wrong decisions along the way and and who knows um you know how things might have turned out if if i would have you know consulted with god first that's always a good place to start you know
4: a lot of times what what young people do is say to their parents, well, you did this, I mean, you did it this way, or you, you know, they might tell a, a child, I really don't want you smoking or whatever, and they say, well, did you ever smoke? Well, yeah, and, and they go, well, so, so can I then, I mean, I, I'm going to miss out on something you did, and and I think what young people need to hear is, you know, when you get to a certain age, you look back and go, look, that was stupid, oh, what yeah. I just did was not right, Right. And and you're trying to convey that, but they're looking at it from a different angle, saying, No, since you tried it and you did it, I get to try it and do it. Mm -hmm. It's like, wait a minute. I learned a lesson from this. Why do you want to go do it? Mm -hmm. I mean, what in the world makes you want that? Mm -hmm. I I think it's the uh, thing that Satan pounds at us so much. It's the you're going to miss out gene or something in us. And and, and they think, well, you tried it and now you're telling me not to do it. Yeah, think about that for about 30 seconds. I am telling you not to do something because I found it worthless. I found it didn't work. I found it was bad. I found it was dangerous. And, and and I was in your position once where I thought, yeah, someone's trying to keep me from something. But I found out they weren't. And I would just really encourage our listeners, you know, as you get a chance today, I hope you talk with mom. And I hope you just sit down and let her talk to you and ask her what's on her heart and tell her what you're thinking. And then listen and, and realize that. We, as, as parents, have made some mistakes, and you actually could benefit from them if we'll talk to you about them.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, We're going to take a break here on the show. I think it's important to recognize, too, that there are some who are listening tonight who this is a difficult conversation because of either a break in a relationship with mom. Maybe mom isn't in your life, whether it's you know, by choice or it's by death. And so some of those things compound some of the feelings. So tonight, if you're going through a heavy time in life, if this is one of those days where you're like, man, I just I miss mom. I need a mom voice in my life. There are live coaches right now waiting to chat with you at HopeNet360.com. So make use of those. We're going to pick this conversation up when we come back here on HopeNet Radio.
0: We're connecting parents with their teens in real conversations that save lives. (laughs) HopeNet Radio on Q90FM. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to
3: HopeNet Radio. Jeff and DW with you tonight talking about moms and Mother's Day. Every single one of us, if you're listening to the show tonight, you've got a mom, and you've got a mom that you can be thankful for, regardless of your story. And we realize here on the show that... Sometimes talking about Mother's Day and this whole conversation can turn a lot of people off for different reasons. Some are out there who are listening tonight who lost their mom, maybe the young age, maybe even older age. And either way, there's there's, just, there's a lot of emotions that go into it. So I think we need to focus on the reality that we all have moms. Some women out there are unable to have children. So if you're listening tonight and you're any one of those spectrums, if maybe you're a single mom, you you don't have an active mom in your life, or you're not able to be a mom, this is not a show that says you're not like the rest of women out there. You're not like the rest of the people out there. Now the reality is is you still have hope. And if you're struggling tonight, if you're needing someone to talk to, there are live coaches available at Hopenet360.com. And you can connect there. Talk to a live coach about those feelings, the things that are going on, and share struggle Share doubts, share fears, share what's going on inside tonight because we want you to know ultimately you're never alone. There's always hope in your situation, your circumstance. So we all go through difficult times. We all go through difficult things. And so tonight we want our message to be about hope and about encouragement for you. So Jeff and DW, your hosts tonight, Kyle and Todd in studio. And we have a mom, Sandy, sitting in studio with us tonight. And so we're glad that you've joined us. You can email us anytime on the show at hope at hopenet360.com or connect on Facebook and Twitter. So Sandy, where do we leave off? We were talking about you getting married. So you got married at fairly a young age. Right. That I would consider. Um, my parents personally discouraged me as a man to get married at such a younger age. You know, they were kind of like, graduate high school, go to college, get your degree, set your course,
4: get your retirement, and then get married.
3: Yeah, <laughs> plan your retirement, retire, and then get married. So, uh, <laughs> no, but that's to me, it's like there are a lot of different theories about when it's a good time to become a wife, when it's a good time, you know, to get married or to start dating or whatever. Um, For you, why did you decide to become a wife at a younger age?
1: I think because, you know, as I said earlier, I always wanted to be a mom. And the thing is, just because I always wanted to be a mom does not mean that my husband wanted me to be a mom. So between the two of us, we were not necessarily in agreement with when should we have kids. So I may have married early. We may have started careers and we, you know, started acquiring things like you make investments or you you buy a house together, whatever. I wanted to be a mom right away, but he was more on the fast track of career and moving. We moved uh, sometimes every two years or even less like... uh, one specific time we we stayed at a place for a year and three quarters, mm. so when you 're picking up and moving, picking up and moving, you almost don 't want to get to know too many people because then you have to maintain all those relationships yeah. as well. so we were moving so often um, i didn 't have kids until twenty six mm. so for me, um, hearing that I was you know going to be a mom for the first time was you know quite amazing, but the thing is you were talking about. Um, people who are um, not moms or n- unable to have children, but what about honestly the people who have lost children? Yes. Um, we lost our first one. I had an ectopic pregnancy and lost our first one at 26, and then it took another um, year and a half before we could get pregnant again. So, mm. and then every time, you know, that cycle would come, yeah. it would be devastating because, oh, I'm not a mom again. Yeah. Oh, I'm not a mom again. And the really hard part was facing the fact that. I was pregnant, then I go back to work the next couple of days, I'm not pregnant anymore, I don't have a baby, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So that's that's kind of a hard thing for people to, to grasp too, and it's okay to grieve that, um, but it's also a good thing to let people speak into your life, to mentor you, to comfort you when you're going through troubles like that. So for us, you know, it was a great plan in my own mind, but there was a different plan down the road. And then having to accept that and receive it, I rejected it for a long time. I was angry mm. for a very long time. And that's all I wanted to do was be a mom. Yeah, And I couldn't. So it was, it was really hard to accept. It was really hard to grasp. But um, I can tell you this. When we finally did get pregnant with uh, Jessica, our first one, I was ecstatic. But I was also very apprehensive, very cautious because... Yeah. What if it doesn't work out? What if this happens again? Mm-hmm. Um, because I was fourth month into it when um, they had to remove the ectopic pregnancy, so it's not like I could just, you know, forget that it happened. So you're yeah. you're already in love with that child. You're already there, and you don't stop loving them no matter what.
4: Right. You know, Sandy. Sandy said a boatload of stuff there, and one of the things I think that I want our young people that are listening to hear is the journey and the struggles that, that all women, that all moms have. I mean, first of all, you know, it, it is good thing, if God puts it on your heart, that your goal in life is to be a mom. I mean, that's your goal. You want to be a good mom. Mm-hmm. Grab it. That's good. That, I mean, mm-hmm. it, I'm not saying that's the only goal in life for people, but, but if that's what God's put on your heart, do not be ashamed of that. There, there's nothing to... To, to look back on and say, oh, that isn't good. You know, in fact, being a mom is, is a great privilege, and you'll only become a mom if God allows it. Mm-hmm. And and therefore, you're in a position of accountability for that. Right. Uh, secondly, I think we have to understand uh, moms are, are different than dads. Moms uh, love, actually, in a different way, I believe. I was a part of my mother. I, I was totally a part of her. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad could go to work. He'd go play racquetball and do different things, and, you know, I wasn't a part of him. I was a part of her, and and everything changes at that point for her. Now everything changes also for uh, the husband uh, down the road. But but really, it's completely different for that that woman the rest of her life. Mm-hmm. And uh, even when my mom died, and she died several years ago now, and, and and we had the privilege of of caring for her in her older years. Not in our home, she wouldn't let us do that. But in our, we brought her up to this area and took care of her, and. One of the interesting things is that my mom always had this really strong, to me as a male, weird attachment to my brother and I. I mean, what I realize now is that we were part of her.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: We, we, were, we were a part of her physically. We were part of her emotionally. Uh, young people, listen carefully what I'm going to say here. What you do will affect your mother. It will affect her in a very profound way. And, and, and what we need to understand is that not that mom is always right. I'm not saying that. Not that she does things that, that is always perfect. That's not, that's not the point. The point is that they are connected to us in a way that only they can understand.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Some of you women know exactly what I'm talking about. All you men are going, what's he talking about? No. I, that's what I mean. There is a huge difference. And likewise, when Father's Day comes, we'll talk about the difference of fathers. They have a very unique role. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why when we try and, and blend things, when we try and make it all the same, it's not. And it won't ever be. Mm-hmm. I will never give birth to a child. I will never know what that feels like. I will never have a child be part of me like, like my wife did. And she is going to have different feelings and emotions about that. And I need to respect that. And, and young people... I just want you on this Mother's Day to understand and and to begin to appreciate the fact that your mother is, is connected to you in a way that nobody else in this entire universe is except for God himself. Mm-hmm. And, and, and of course, God is even closer if you'll allow him to be. Yep. And, and that's what we need to be able to do is understand that very special relationship that God gave us. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and all of us have mothers. You know, I look back and I think my dad was the driving force in my life uh, overtly, but my mom, she had a different role that if she wasn't there, I don't think I'd be where I am today either. She, it was a different role. But, but boy, I knew something. My mom, to a fault I think at times, believes in her son, and she wanted to be a part of my success. And uh, I'm beginning to understand it a little bit better as I get older because um, of watching my own wife as our kids are gone. Uh, but she is still attached to those kids children in a way that's different than I am. And I, and I've, I've applauded that and I enjoy that and, and that will never change. And that's part of the beauty of motherhood. So moms mm-hmm. out there, if, if all the men in your life don't get it, I'm one that's beginning to get it at my age and I'm trying to help young men get it. So yep. uh, be patient. We just don't know what it's like to go through what you went through. Yep. And even when you have a miscarriage or, or what um, uh, Sandy talked about here, I, I'm not sure men get it Uh, We like to get on with life and do different things, and we don't understand it all the time. Mm -hmm. So uh, be patient a little bit with us. At at the same point, I want to make a call out to men to say, let's uh, work at understanding and enjoying the differences and applauding the differences. And um, uh, give your mom a hug, and if she's not around... Uh, talk to God and thank him for your mom and, and, and the special relationship that God created through that union many years ago.
3: Well, in the second half of our show, we're going to talk more about the struggles that moms face and that they go through and family life. Is family life always as perfect as it seems? Make sure to keep it locked in here on HopeNet Radio. Remember, you can email us anytime on the show at hope at hopenet360.com. We'll see you in the second half of HopeNet
0: Radio feel like nobody cares? We do. HopeNet360.com has an online crisis chat line powered by Groundwire. A live coach is available to talk right now at HopeNet360.com.
3: Hey, what's up? It's Jeff from HopeNet Radio. We all know that teen suicide is a dark reality in our communities. The numbers are sobering. Feelings of hopelessness and depression are very real in our youth and parents today. HopeNet 360 continues to be a beacon of hope in our communities through HopeNet radio show and podcast, educational seminars, the crisis chat line, and local hope-giving community resources. There's much more work to be done, which is exactly why I want to invite you to join me at Scramble for Hope 2014. Scramble for Hope 2014 tees off on Friday, June 27th at Sherwood Forest Golf Club in Sherwood, Wisconsin. Break out the clubs and play nine holes of golf with me. See if you can take the title for the longest drive or the longest putt, challenge the celebrity, and go for the hole-in-one. Go to Hopenet360.com to register for one of the shotgun start times. If you can't make it but wish to donate, you can do that there as well. Get your golf fix, learn about what Hopenet360 is doing to save lives from suicide in Northeast Wisconsin. Scramble for hope June 27th at Sherwood Forest Golf Club. That's Hopenet360.com slash golf. See you there.
0: It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave.
3: Welcome to the second half of the show. If you missed the first half or any part of the show, we will have it available on podcast at our website, HopeNet360.com. Also, tonight, if you're struggling, if this is a tough Mother's Day for you, There are live coaches waiting to chat with you at HopeNet360.com as well. So, Jeff, DW, your host tonight, Kyle and Todd in studio with us again, and happy Mother's Day to you moms out there. And for those who are mothers, who have moms, make sure that you guys do it right. Husbands, kids, make sure to wish your mom happy Mother's Day if you can. And uh, so our conversations about that, we have a special guest, Sandy, who is a mother, And she has some adult children. 18-year-old,
1: two 18-year-olds, and a 14-year-old.
3: Two 18-year-olds and a 14-year-old. So it's still a full house, but the teenage years, I think these are... Sometimes the best years, and there's sometimes the hardest and worst years of parenthood. I've only heard that. I've been a youth pastor, but my kids are still under the age of five, so in a way, I'm still spoiled. I still have those moments where I'm like, they're so innocent, and I can look at them and still love them and smile, <laughs> and just know that these are the best years. Sandy, I, I'm just kind of wondering as we've been talking tonight, and you shared about your story, finding your husband in the yearbook, pointing him out, calling the shot. You know, one of those that every girl probably dreams about. Looks in there and says, "Oh, he's so dreamy." <laughs> And uh, Kyle gets that a lot. Um, Only if he's got a peep in his mouth.
5: What happened to not talking about peeps, Dave? We're not.
3: Hey, <laughs> speaking of which, uh, Kyle, I think you were vindicated on that. I was. Yeah, I
5: was. And um, I just want to thank everybody who's ever supported me, and I want to thank God mostly.
3: <laughs> oh, man. So anyway, Kyle, Todd, good to have you guys in studio tonight as well. I'm kind of curious. We've been talking about moms
4: and Mother's Day and Let me ask him a question here. Um, You know, we we have a lot of students come to the Nicolay Bible Institute, and I always uh, warn parents. I have a session with them alone, and I warn them that their child, uh, while they're at school here, is going to be different. They're going to learn things and be different. When they go home, they're going to be different, and that moms and dads need to understand that and allow them to be different, and that's tough sometimes because they Mm -hmm. want them to be exactly the way they were when they left. Um, Did you guys find uh, the transition from leaving the nest to where you are today, were there any bumps along the road? Was it was, was mom somebody who actually helped you, or was it hard? You're still a child. You'll always be a child, by the way, to your mother. You understand that. How can a mom help somebody your age be successful while still allowing herself to have that really unique connection that she cannot give up anyway? I mean, how do you do that? Do you guys have any thoughts on that? I
2: think to be supportive in all circumstances, as long as they are striving to... Follow the Word of God. I mean, my mom said, you know, I was having trouble making a decision, and my mom told me that, you know, as long as you're walking with the Lord and we're confident in that, we want to support every choice you make, and we want to be there for you and encourage you. And that has been one of the most amazing, incredibly powerful encouragements in my life is just my parents encouraging me to be in the Word and to follow God's lead. And then whatever it is that God calls me to do, they're behind 100%. Do you
4: find your mom and dad lead you differently? Very differently, yeah. In in what ways? Can you narrow it down or is it just kind of blurry? I
2: think my dad my dad has ideas of things that he would like to see us or be and do and he has more of like, well, I think it would be better if you did this. Mm-hmm. And he's more Suggestive in, or I mean, not suggestive, specific. but specific in suggestions of um, ways about doing things. And my mom is more um, just supportive of me following God and following his lead. And so it's just very different. And that's, you know, tough finding the balance between, you know, being out of the house and saying, you know, mom and dad, I want you a part of my life and I want to. You know, ask you advice and I want to include you in the decisions I make, but I'm not necessarily asking permission Mm. to do things anymore. And that's been a really interesting kind of tough at times balance for me because I love both my parents so much. Yeah. And I want to honor them, but there comes a point where, you know, leaving, God calls us to, you know, be our own individual people and not necessarily always run to mom and dad for choices, but to honor them in our choices. Honoring, I'm learning, does not not always mean obey. You know, my dad makes a suggestion like, hey, you should probably do this. I'm like, I'm really not feeling like that is the best choice right now. I mean, it's, it's tough learning that, but I think, um, you know, obviously taking and considering every suggestion my dad makes, because something that I'm learning now is my dad's lived. You know, he's been around the block, and he has a lot, a lot of wisdom. I mean, I thank God a lot for the wisdom that my dad has. And so I ask my dad a lot about different situations and what I should do, and I've been very grateful, extremely grateful for his wisdom and following his advice. But, again, my dad, you know, just has his own perspective, and so he does make suggestions Thankfully, my dad is a very godly man, and I'm able to almost always follow those suggestions. But there's some times where I just really feel the Holy Spirit leading, like I have to um, make a specific decision to my specific situation yeah. that my dad doesn't necessarily see. Yeah, you know what? I want our so,
4: listeners to know, list, Todd and Kyle are, are, in my book, these are two fine young men who love their parents, love God, and want to do right. Mm-hmm. And, and you just heard the tension there for them. And, and moms... You got to understand the tensions there a little bit. They, mm-hmm. they uh, mm-hmm. yeah, moms and dads should never say, "Look, in order to honor me, you have to obey everything I tell you." There comes a point where you're these guys' age, where that's not the issue. You you obey God and you honor your parents by listening and evaluating and loving, but but not necessarily doing everything they tell you at this point. But but doing it in a way that does not dishonor them or bring them shame. Um, and and then, Kyle, are you? Go ahead.
2: I just want to point out one more thing. Something that was. I think is very important for a mom giving advice is something that my mom has done is she's never like undermined something. My dad has said nothing causes confusion in a child's head. Like Mm -hmm. mom saying one thing, dad saying another. Mm -hmm. And my mom um, has been very good about supporting my dad. I mean, there may be times where she's like, you know, I don't necessarily understand, but I'm going to support what your father says. And it's not that and she'll even say, you know, maybe I don't even get it, but he, he's the leader and he under he's she trusts that my dad is following god right and so it's it's really amazing to see that relationship and i've been very blessed to have that example but i just think too that i just need to point out it's very important for the kids and for the family that um whenever the mom is encouraging she never undermines anything the dad says kyle you ever see that struggle
5: yeah absolutely i mean i left the house three years ago so it's i've been i've been gone for a while and um my mom's a little bit different. My mom's more like Todd's dad in that she's very direct and she she's really a warrior and she shows her love through her worry and that she wants me to succeed so bad that she'll she has these schemes for me that she wants me to be doing a lot and sometimes it's difficult. She loves when I'm working and making money because she knows how much easier life is when when you have money, which is very true. It's been cool for me to see her grow. And as I'm growing and kind of see, okay, God, God's going to take care of him no matter what he does. And mm-hmm. God's going to, if he's trusting in God, if he's growing in his faith, he's going to make decisions, decisions. And even if he's not making that much money, God's going to take care of him. And you know what? It's kind of funny because when I decided to come up to MBI, I took a leap of faith. And I think for my mom letting me come to mbi and like giving me a blessing to do that she kind of took a leap of faith too because she's always been more about like okay that's a year where you're not gonna be making any money that's not gonna be i mean you've already taken most of those classes so i mean for her to let me do that and for her to give me that blessing showed a level of understanding that she knew that faith comes first and that um you have to have your faith right with Christ. And if you have that, God's going to provide for you. So
4: look backwards. Was that the right decision to come up?
5: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, t- I mean, it totally was. MBI was, was definitely what I needed at yeah. that time.
4: And, and here's, what, here's what's interesting when I hear you say, you know, it was both Kyle and his mom that struggled understanding how to go through this transition because there is a transition. And I heard it both from Kyle and, and Todd that what they really were looking for is for mom to say, I really want you to follow God, and, and it may not be what I think you should do, but I really want you to do that, and I'll support you. Yeah, and, yeah. and I think both you guys would feel really good about that advice from mom, and I would encourage moms out there, you walk with God, and if you're going to go through that transition, be very clear about the very simple things that you would love them to do, and walking with God is the most important thing.
0: Yeah,
3: I think it's always important to recognize that support from parents, especially when you start getting into the latter years of the teen years and into the 20s, the young adult area of the life, just support for your young adults, whether they're doing exactly what you want them to do or if they're way off the mark. I think it's important that parents still communicate that you love your kids and that it's important that they know that when they get to those ages that they can have some freedom to make their own decisions. And yes, there are going to be consequences. And so tonight, if you need some wisdom, some guidance, you can even be a parent. You can log in and chat with the live coach right now at HopeNet360.com. Connect with us on the show as well. Email us at Hope at HopeNet360.com or on Facebook at HopeNet360. We're going to take a break here on the show. We'll be back with more on
0: HopeNet Radio. If you're going through something tonight, a live coach is waiting to talk to you at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at hopenet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to HopeNet
3: Radio. We're glad you've joined us tonight. We're sitting down with Sandy. She's a mother. Yes, happy Mother's Day to mothers out there. happy Mother's Day to my mom and to my wife my mother-in-law. And uh, it's just a, it's a good day, you know. And sometimes these are difficult days too, especially if you've lost a mom. Maybe you have tried to become a mom. And that just didn't work out. Sandy shared a story that she had just in her own experience and being a wife and trying to have children. And there, are, there's not always a guarantee, especially if you mm-hmm. have that desire in your heart to become a mom. Mm-hmm. And so we, we kind of opened this can of peeps, if you will, just talking about <laughs> some – sometimes the expectations – That parents have, that young adults have, you know, growing up when they get to that age of moving out of the house for the first time, yearning for freedom and making their own decisions, being their own person. And so that kind of brings up some challenges, some tensions in the home. And uh, so and I have to say, Sandy is an awesome mom. During the break, she's been playing some of the uh, she's been playing Flappy Bird. We introduced her to Flappy Bird today. that qualifies her. That automatically awesome mom. This just gives some voice. Guys, help us get some perspective. Kyle, Todd, you guys are young adults. In the last five years, you've moved out of the house. You've had some independence. You guys have started to make some decisions that um, not only affect your day-to-day lives but also the future. Um, Sandy, you're a mother of some young adults, a a young adult uh, for sure. Mm -hmm. And so, Sandy, I'd like to hear some of the tensions that you have um, as you've been in motherhood and having to move – You know. A child kind of outside the home, what are the challenges that moms face and and even maybe dad 's face in the family?
1: Well, I think um, you have an opportunity when they 're in your home to influence them, good or bad indifferent, positive, negative sometimes they uh, they pick up on our behavior, sometimes they pick up on some not so good habits you know, um, but for the most part, you do the best you can with what you have, mm-hmm. and that 's important to remember that parents do the best they can with what they have and sometimes that's really insufficient according to other people's standards but what really matters is you're doing the best you can at the time with what you have and I think some of the um some of the struggle I had was releasing so there's a time when no you're not going to do that because it's not good for you and even if some things are lawful but not beneficial, as Apostle Paul was talking about, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's still not okay to do eight hours of video games straight. It's not because it's it's you know it's not helping you move about, do you do things in your day. It's not being responsible. I mean, there's a lot of things that are not good about that. But so there are times when you know you have house rules. You have things in the house that you know. the the teens and the youth, they have to abide by. Mm -hmm. Nobody likes rules. Nobody likes discipline. I don't like doing dishes, you know, but these are things I have to do. Um, But the fine line comes when they are still under your roof. They are 18. They've made, begin to make decisions on their own and to watch them flounder, to watch things go Mm. bad right in front of you. And they have their own consequences because of the choices that they do make. So, It's been difficult to shut my mouth when I need to because that's their choice. It's their decision. Mm. Now, for instance, I wouldn't say um, choosing to do drugs in my house is okay. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, for instance, I talked about my son going into the National Guard. This is the choice he's making. And my heart wanted to say, no, stop, don't. I'm afraid for you. But Mm. I also have to trust God because he's got him. And this choice that he's laid on his heart is probably a desire that God has planted deep within him. Mm-hmm. I don't know how God's going to use him. I know he's going to uh, become an IT specialist, so he's all about computers. He's kind of technology geeky like Flappy Birds. He probably has that mastered, but I don't. <laughs> um, but, you know, th- that's what God's put on his heart. And his hard as a mom... To hold back and not want to micromanage all of that. Mm. Don't make mistakes. Don't do this. Don't do the mistakes that I did. But you know what? Sometimes they have to touch a hot stove and learn for themselves that uh, I'm not going to do that again, you know? Yeah. And and no matter what, God's going to redeem all of the mistakes they make. He's redeemed mine. He, mm-hmm. and, and I'm thankful for that because I, I don't have to... Look at the past and keep looking back there and saying, wow, I made all these mistakes and wow, my life is ruined now. That's not true. The truth is God can use that to witness to someone else, to speak into somebody else's life and to, and to help somebody who's struggling with the same things.
4: You know, I, I, I'd like to ask Todd and Kyle if, you know, you guys are 20 years old about you, you, you still go home at times and live under your parents' roof. Tell us about the tension there. How, how do you honor your parents? What, do you, what advice would you give to young people that are living at home but are at the age of independence?
5: Yeah, you know what? It's it's tough if you've been away from home and then to go back into your home. Um, and one of the things that you have to have the mindset of is that you are going to be respectful and honor what your parents are wishing because, again, you are going back and living at their house. It's not your house so I mean you have to have in mind that they're going to have rules that you may not have had when you were away. And I mean um I you know what my parents are really good at letting me do what I want. I mean they've they've trusted me even even when I was in high school. I mean I would be like mom I'm not going to be home till 1 because I'm going to be out with my youth group. they always had trust.
4: Here's what I know. You've earned that trust. Yeah. And, and, and somebody who's listening today, you know, don't throw this at your parents' face and say, you know what? Heard this on HopeNet Radio. You need to start trusting me. Now, if you're sitting around mm-hmm. playing video games still eight hours a day, you're not worthy of trust yet. I yeah. mean, but, but Kyle, mm-hmm. Todd. So I
2: have, a, I have a question for Sandy then. What's something that, that would help young kids earn their mom's and dad's trust? What's something that we could do?
1: Well, um, for instance, if you say you're going to be with a friend at this event, you better be there. You can't tell your parents you're going to be one place and then be found someplace else. Or, you know, if you want to participate in a play or you want to be in sports, whatever, your grades have to be up to par. I mean, those are, like, those are house rules. And if, for instance, you're caught lying, cheating, stealing, or doing drugs or alcohol... You have to earn that trust back, and I don't think parents automatically should just give it back because now there's a there's a point where we have to prove ourselves even to people we fail. You say you forgive. You should forgive, and yes, we should forgive our kids, but but trust is not automatic.
4: Yeah, but, but how do you do that? I mean, how, how, how do I, okay, so I understand. Let's say I'm a kid, and, and, I, and I went out, and I told you I was going here, but I went over there. And I say, look, you got to trust me now because I'm going. How do I earn it back then in the future? Because you're not going to let me out of the house anymore. So, so how do I do that?
1: Well, and the the truth is, parents do have to pull back, and they have to follow through with their words. So, if I'm going to trust you again, I have to give you uh, a circumstance. I have to set you up for victory, right? I Good. have to give you an opportunity to prove yourself. Mm-hmm. And if I don't give you an opportunity to prove yourself you'll never have the chance to win my trust. So,
4: yeah, so it can't be a closed door kind of thing. Like you blew it. I'm not going to trust you anymore. There there has to be a way to work back into it. Right. Well, and
5: you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I feel like when somebody's growing in their faith and somebody's growing in the Lord, it's, it's pretty noticeable. Right. I mean, like to gain yeah. trust back, if you're going in the Lord, it's not going to be like, well, he hasn't changed at all. I think there's going to be steps of where you're going to see changes in somebody that's growing and see changes in somebody that's, um, having a daily quiet time and spending time with the Lord. I mean, you're going to see those changes at home, maybe in, in respect issues right. and things like that. Yeah. I mean, for those of you who are, who are in bad terms with your parents, I mean, you want to earn their trust back, start growing in the Lord. They're going to see a difference and they they will yeah. start trusting and, you. And then. I
4: might say there's a difference between intentional uh, disobedience and deception and ignorance. Right. Yes. I, I mean, it, 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 there's, there's, you know, yeah. I can go out there and I could be throwing a stone at my friend and miss my friend and, and bust a window. Yeah. It's not like I wanted to bust a window. It, you know, it was you like, wanted to bust your friend. I wanted to bust my friend. Uh, but, but the bottom line really is that's done out of kind of ignorant childishness. That's not necessarily. I mean, that's another issue that you could talk about forever, just immaturity. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the bottom line is when somebody intentionally disobeys, another, somebody intentionally goes against it, that's another story that's much deeper that has to be dealt with. Yeah. And it's probably just not one area. And, and, and we really need to work at identifying that. Moms, dads, children, you need to be able to get together and say, okay, I did intentionally disobey you. Now, now how do I get back? And you have a good discussion about it, get back uh, as far as on the right track in, with trusting each other.
3: Yeah. And trust when it's broken, I don't think, I'm, I'm with you, Sandy. It's not one of those things that we, even if you have a young adult at home that you just say, oh, it's no problem. You know, we just forget it. And I think it's important that young adults realize that, you know, when we make, when we make mistakes that directly affect or directly impact you know the flow of what's happening at home uh those are there are consequences for that and that's that's, that's proper that's right uh, a parent that doesn't discipline that doesn't restore the person back to good standing is not a loving parent and i'm just going to say that and i might it, it might ruffle some feathers a little bit but it needs to be said because I think it's important that parents realize that they have a God-given role. It's not just by a chance that you had kids that suddenly there's a, a mini you that comes out and, and has quirks that are similar to yours or maybe not even similar to yours. You've got a responsibility to help raise them in the way that they should go. So it is the greatest responsibility. And so that's why we're taking the show to talk about it. We're going to take a break here on the show, and we'll be back here with more with Sandy when we come back. Remember, you can chat with the live coach at HopeNet360.com. Get on Facebook and Twitter tonight. Let us know your thoughts as we're talking tonight, and we'll be back here with more on HopeNet Radio.
0: Love HopeNet Radio? Stay in contact all week long at hopenet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave.
3: Welcome back to HopeNet Radio. We're wrapping up the show tonight. Glad you've joined us for it. If you miss any part of the show, you can go and listen at hopenet360.com. After the show, you can also subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Every single show we do is available on our website and on iTunes. So check it out for yourself. Make sure to share it with your friends. And yes, happy Mother's Day to moms out there. We're wrapping up the show and our conversation about mothers and our mom in studio with us tonight is sandy and she has been gracious enough to come in and share some of this mother's day with us some perspective especially that's always important to have uh, a mom's perspective and so sandy i'd like for you just to share a little bit of your closing thoughts as we're wrapping up the conversation what would you say to moms out there and teenagers young adults as they're going through that transition time in their life
1: I would encourage them to be really patient with each other. I know that that's easier said than done. And, you know, sometimes we pray for patience from God, but he gives us circumstances where we have to exercise it. So the other thing, too, I think it's important to realize that a lot of moms, and and I'm not the only one, would say that they wake up feeling guilty in the morning. Mm. There's a lot of things that we could have done differently the night before, or maybe I should have done this, or I wish I would have done that. And no matter what, um, there's, I love that verse, Romans 8.1, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So whenever you feel like you've not done enough, and this speaks to anybody, if it's a man, a woman, a, a youth, a child, or whatever, it doesn't matter. You've done the best you could with what you had at the moment. Now, if there's things that we could have done differently, own it. And then go to those people and own it. And then make it right. But if you've done the best you can, there's no shame in that. So I think as a mom, if you wished you could have done something different or you wish you could have been able to bake or you wish you could have been able to sew and still be part of the Boy Scouts and all of this other stuff, forget measuring yourself against other people and just be okay with the fact that you did the best that you could with what you had because God is your guidance, God's your leader. That's what matters. Mm-hmm. And I, I do remember being very resentful when I was younger about being told what to do. Mm. I'm, I'm getting to that point where they call it differentiation of self, where you're starting to grow up, you, you're you're wanting to make your own decisions, and, yeah, they do have to release you, but you have to be patient with them while they're releasing you. But on the other hand... Um, there's always going to be a time when you look back and you wish you were a kid again. Mm. And I think every adult will tell you this. So enjoy your time with your parents and your family while you have it. And just be patient. It's hard for them to let you go as well as it's hard for you to stay. So uh, just be encouraged in the fact that they love you. Mm -hmm. They just love you.
4: Yeah. One of the things that you need to keep in perspective is the idea that Christianity, that God's plan involves honoring women and honoring motherhood. That never is a woman in the scriptures, as Jesus portrays them, Mm -hmm. as God talks about, never are they to be an object. And I would want to encourage women as they read the Bible to see what God actually says about women and motherhood. And I would like to salute the fact that God made man and woman. He made them different and he made them to work together. And I would love to encourage our moms uh, to go to First Samuel and read about a mom there, Samuel's mom and the struggle she went through and the right decisions she made. And, and I think Samuel was who he was because of his mom. I would encourage him to go to Exodus chapter, uh, just start with chapter 1, and look at Moses' mom. I mean, here is a very difficult time in, in the midwives. It tells us that the ladies feared God more than they did Pharaoh, and they just didn't listen to Pharaoh. And, and it changed the course of history as Moses was born. And, and I would encourage you to go there and take a look at mom's role in Moses' life. And lastly, I'd like you to check out uh, Jesus' mom, Mary, who Jesus says is the most blessed person who ever lived. There's a reason for that, and I'd love you to go read it. In the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, read this story and understand the role that Mary must have played in Jesus' life. Uh, I want to encourage you, moms, and, and, and I wish you a happy Mother's Day, and, and I would encourage you to get into these passages and see what God says about these special moms and apply those things to your life.
3: Yep, go to hopenet360.com. There we have a show post where you could find more about the conversation. We're having some links and some helpful resources. We'll post some examples of where you can find Scripture that talks specifically to moms in their role and give you some examples. And uh, So check that out for yourself. As we wrap up the show, we have some... Kind of bittersweet news. Kyle has been on this show since day one, and he is going to be transitioning in life. Um, he spent the last couple years up at Silver Birch Ranch and Nickle Bible Institute on staff, working with them. He's gone through the program, and he has graciously been a part of HopeNet Radio since day one, back in September. And uh, I just, Kyle, I want to just say thank you uh, for being a part of the conversation and sharing your insights, your perspective. And uh, even for being a bear fan on the show, it's been fun to pick on you,
4: man. <laughs> and a peep lover.
5: You know what? It's been it's been such an awesome opportunity, and I've, um, these are one of those things that I've been so blessed to have in my life. Um, just an opportunity to come and um, just learn how to talk on the radio, and just enjoy my time and spend time with three guys that really love Jesus and that will point you to Christ. And um, you know, it's just been a, a wonderful blessing in my life, and I'm so grateful. Um, for all you guys, and I'm so grateful to have had this opportunity because not many people can say that they've have done this. So I mean, this is such a so much fun and um, such an awesome opportunity. So th- I'm more thankful for you guys than you are for me. I-, I know that for sure. I'm so I'm so grateful for this opportunity and um, all the time we got to spend together. It's been it's been so much fun. I've I've loved every minute of it.
2: Yeah, I know that um, it's been it's been a blast. And we go back and forth on the air and in between segments and know I'm really going to miss you, man, on the program. Yeah, I'm going to miss all you guys. It's, so.
5: it's hard. It's, I, you know, it's one of those things where it's really hard to leave camp and leave this ministry, but I know God has things planned for me, um, at home in Chicago and at my church with my dad and, um, at the youth ministries there. And, um, I'm, I'm so excited to see what, how God uses me these next couple of years. Cause I know that he has some really cool things in store and, you know, um, I just got engaged planning on getting married. So uh, there's just so many things that are, are exciting in my life right now. And uh, I'm just yeah. so excited. I really am.
4: You know, and, and what Kyle's talking about is exactly what we've been talking about with, with the um, young people growing up. And, you know, our job as older Christians is to make the people around us. Our job as any Christians is to make people around us successful. But, mm-hmm. but even more importantly, as an older Christian guy, I have so enjoyed Kyle and Todd. He's around for a few more months here, but I've enjoyed these young men, and, and they have been so responsive to God that they've thrilled my heart. And, and I do wish them well. I mean, I wish Kyle the, the greatest success. It, it'll be really hard seeing him go, mm-hmm. and I'll be overjoyed to see him go because it is time for him to, to spread his wings, leave that nest, and go and really uh, make an impact on the world that God had him to make. And. And that is a really healthy thing, uh, th- this mixed emotion that we have of, boy, I wish that you could stay around forever, but get out of here, and I'm so glad you're going. <laughs> it, it, <Yeah. laughs> it, and moms, you need to have that. Dads need to have it. I was telling the kids last night at our club, this is 47 years at camp of saying goodbye to people, and I've been a, a youth leader in, in church for since 1970, and mm-hmm. and there's been so many final nights, so many final goodbyes. But they're mm-hmm. not final, and, and, and in many cases— some of them are good riddance, no doubt, but, but many of them are. <laughs> Go, and, and I really hope that God um, allows you to be all that you can be, and it's a thrill to see it. But um, I am not going to pretend that I'm enjoying Kyle leaving. I'm uh-huh. also not going to pretend that I am not enjoying him leaving. <laughs> I, I mean, it's one of those two things that you've got to have,
5: and, and I wish him well
2: definitely yes. excited for you. Yes. Thanks man.
5: I you know I'm excited to hopefully come back and make a cameo and on on a couple of shows. I, I I'll I'm definitely be back at camp. Maybe show up. I'm inviting uh, myself. Right. That, that, that I'll invite myself.
2: Back to normal. Maybe I'll just show, show up on a Thursday morning. Maybe show up at the very end and be like, "See you later guys." Yeah, <laughs> yeah just that would jump be really in. Silly. Maybe, maybe I'll do that one of these days. Yeah, that be silly. crazy. <laughs> it's just
5: wild. You're you're out of control, Todd. <laughs> wild, man. <laughs>
2: Kyle, thank you so
3: much for just your time here on the show. If you want to connect with him, email us at hope at hopenet360.com and he'll get your message and well wishes. So we're excited you've joined us tonight on this Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to you moms out there. And of course, we'll see you guys online and next week here on Hopenet Radio.
2: Bye. Boom. Mom, you're the best. Love you, Mom. My mom Bye the best. Love, you. <laughs> Love, you. Love you,
3: Mom. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. Boom.